Hey, today we're diving into the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is one of my favorite books. Uh, it's the book of wisdom, as they say right there in the middle of the Bible. It has such great advice and direction that we can use every day in our lives. So today we're going to go over four or five different verses in Proverbs. Read them, talk about them, and learn from them. Let's see what God has to say today. Let's go. All right, good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking podcast slash YouTube video slash Instagram live. Uh, we record these every Monday and Friday. Uh, if you want to join us live, if you're not joining us live today, if you're on YouTube or, or uh, on the podcast and you want to listen uh, or watch uh, live, join us on Instagram every Monday and Friday, <clears throat> 8 a.m. Central Time, uh, and we do these episodes. Today we're diving into the book of Proverbs. Uh, we're in starting in Proverbs 3. So before we get there, uh, just a couple of reminders. Make sure you check out our, my website, livingchristian.org. Uh, you can have all sorts of, uh, you know, kind of biblically-based uh, resources to help you live Christian seven days a week. We have Bible verse lists. We have blogs. We have our YouTube uh, videos. We have our podcast. We have our apparel store, which we're running a special on right now. We've got all sorts of stuff on livingchristian.org. Check it out. And that is our website that we put together and try to run to help you live a Christian life seven days a week. So let's uh, let's dive into Proverbs 3 today. We're going to start at Proverbs 3, verse 5. Proverbs is a great book of the Bible. <clears throat> Most of it was written by Solomon, uh, but it's written by a variety of writers. It's all about wisdom. It's all about understanding. It's all about what we can learn from God and direction that He gives us to live our lives on a daily basis, quite frankly. So, <clears throat> uh, first of all, excuse me, a lot of advice in here in Proverbs. That's why I like to come to it occasionally. If you haven't visited the book of Proverbs uh, recently, make sure you, you know, kind of visit it every once in a while. Read through it. You can read the entire book in about 30 or 40 minutes, to be honest with you. Uh, but if you want to study it, there's a lot of good advice in there. Today, uh, we're in, uh, we'll probably bounce around a little bit <clears throat> from different uh, chapters, but today we're going to start in Proverbs 3, verse 5. I need a sip of coffee, and then we'll get going. All right, Proverbs 3, 5. Let's uh, get my uh, glasses here. All right, um, so this is the one I wanted to start with today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. Okay, Let's dive in a little bit. Verse 3, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 is what we're reading right now, okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is the, this is, if you hear me at all, if you listen to me at all, or you, or you get any uh, guidance from my channel uh, and, and me at all, um, this is what I want you to know today. It's Monday morning. We're getting into our week. What do we need to do more importantly than anything else in this world? Right here, Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His, seek his will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. The issue I think we have uh, nowadays is we don't like the first part, trusting God with all of our heart. We want to know the second part, which is depending on our own understanding. God's telling us not to depend on on our own understanding, because we can't possibly fathom what he's doing. This whole existence in our lives and God is so beyond our understanding and beyond what we can even learn here on earth that God doesn't want us to even depend on our understanding because we won't get it. Instead, what does he want us to do? 
trust in him with all of our heart. And at the end, he talks about he will show us which path to take. So no matter what you have going on this week, it's Monday morning, you're getting your, your day started, you're getting your week started. What do we need to do today? We need to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and then he will show us which path to take. Let him lead you. God is kind of like a like a, uh, you know, kind of a tour guide as we go through this, uh, you know, kind of windy roads and windy paths of life. We're hiking through all this mess. We're going through rivers. We're going through the woods. It's a messy life. It's twists and turns all the way through. But God is here to lead us down that path, lead us through our journey, this journey that we call life. Okay, so trust in him with that. All right, so let's jump over to um, Proverbs 9, verse 10. So we're kind of almost in the middle of the Bible here, so it's pretty easy to kind of flip back and forth. So Proverbs 9, verse 10, I have, this is, I'm going to show you my Bible for those watching this right now. I have it highlighted, and I have it bracketed. That's how important this verse is to me. (laughs) And so let's talk about it. Let's read about it first. Proverbs 9, uh, verse 10, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Fear of the Lord. Nobody wants to talk about fear of the Lord, do they? Fear in the Lord of the Lord in the Bible refers to several things, to be honest with you. Um, one, uh, it's respect for the Lord. It's honor of the Lord. Okay? It's, it's understanding His place and how big He is and how small we are. Now, saying that, does it mean fear the Lord? Yes, it means fear the Lord. And it's not so much that you should be afraid of the Lord, like He's going to be hurting you physically or mentally constantly, right? Uh, that's not exactly what they mean by that. It's not exactly what He means by that. What He means by that is if you have a healthy respect and a healthy fear of the Lord and you understand how big He is and powerful He is and how small we are. So when it says to fear the Lord, that being the foundation of wisdom, what does that mean? It's so confusing, right? Um, what does that mean? So let's 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 break it apart a little bit. It's the foundation of wisdom. We want wisdom. We want knowledge. We want understanding. Okay. Although we just read, don't depend on our, our own understanding. All right. So in order to kind of start to earn knowledge and wisdom, and the second part is knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Knowledge of the Holy One means that you have the Holy One. Inside of you, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have the Holy Spirit in you, and thus that brings good judgment. So what does that have to do with fearing the Lord? Fear the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. You can't even start to understand, right? You can't get that knowledge. You can't get that wisdom. And what is the knowledge? The knowledge is the Holy One resulting in good judgment, all right? So you can't get the Holy Spirit inside of you unless you fear the Lord, unless you understand how great and powerful and mighty our God is. Unless you have respect for the Holy Father and understand what He is capable of and understand how big He is and how small we are, unless you have that respect for that authority in your life, you're not going to have the knowledge and the wisdom you need. You're not going to even have the Holy Spirit inside of you because you won't have the knowledge to accept Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? You have to read the Bible, understand how big God is, 
right? You have to have a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of wisdom so you can make the decision to follow Christ, thus receiving the Holy Spirit. It's a lot of lessons in, in two sentences there. So fear the Lord, be humble, humble yourself before the throne of the king, okay? And in re- and the result of that, he will give you the knowledge and the wisdom in order to accept the Holy Spirit in your life. And when you have the Holy Spirit, what's the result? Right there, it results in good judgment. Then you get your morality. Then you get your right and wrong decisions. Then you get the understanding and the wisdom to how to live this life the way God wants you to. But it starts with fear in the Lord. It starts with respect in the Lord. It starts with humbling yourself in front of God. Cool. All right. That is cool. Uh, let's jump to 14. Proverbs uh, 14, verse 12. It's only like five pages back, so I'll give you guys a second to uh, jump into that. All right, so Proverbs uh, 14.12. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. (laughs) I had to read this one because it's always struck me as challenging, okay? And I want to challenge myself uh, as I'm reading the Bible. I want to challenge you guys too. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. This could easily have said there's a path before each person that seems wrong and ends in death. All of our paths end in death, don't they? But let's talk about what this is probably really referring to. Because if you go back to 11, it says, The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the godly will flourish. Right? Then it jumps into there will be a path, each person that seems right. So it's talking about the house of the wicked, the tent of the godly will flourish. So what's the difference between being, you know, um, wicked and godly? It's your choices. It's sin. It's your. It's God's grace that He upon that He bestows upon you. So if you choose a sinful path, even though it seems right, it leads to death. Even talks about in other verses that the wages for sin is death. The sin will lead us to death and destruction. But we're. But the grace of God bestows upon us, and we have salvation through Jesus Christ. So even though sometimes your path may feel like you're going in the right direction, be cautious, right? And I'm going to read this, you know, the next one, which is Proverbs 4.23 real quick, because I'm going to talk about those decisions, okay? So let's jump into Proverbs 4.23. Let's talk about, you know, even though it feels right, now I'm going to go here. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. A while ago, we were just talking about in 14.12, right? I'm going to flip back and forth. The path, there's a path before each person that seems right. Over here, it says your heart determines the course of life. The course of life. Just like over here, it said the path of life. So, how can guarding your heart help you be on a better course and a better path and not lead to sin, not lead to death. He's not talking about your physical organ that you need to protect. He's talking about your that thing inside of you that 
loves, that thing inside of you that cares, that thing inside of you that has the morality that you need to have, that thing inside of you that tells you right from wrong, that thing inside of you that provides compassion and care and love your neighbor. So guard that part of you. This life, I'll tell you, and I'll take a tangent just for a second because this, this guard your heart is challenging. If you look around your life today, we've lost that heart, right? We've lost that compassion. Uh, we've lost that morality. Uh, I, I know in our, our society that we have right now, we're a hot mess. And uh, a lot of the reasons we're a hot mess is because we've become, <clears throat> become so selfish and self-centered, and we've lost our heart. The devil has invaded our hearts and we're filled with hate and jealousy and comparing each other and vainness. And we're putting ourselves and putting this world above God. Let's be honest. I'm just going to cut to the chase here and be real with you for a second. The reason why this world sucks, sorry to use that language, but it does. The reason why this world and our society is that bad right now is because we've cut God out of everything. And we're all about ourselves, and we're all about trying to get the next thing and being the more success, the most successful we can be, not understanding what true success means. We're so busy climbing the ladders of life that we're climbing up the wrong ones, and we're trying to look, and all we're doing is hitting a wall. And we're not understanding why we can't find peace, why we can't find meaning and purpose. The reason why is because we cut God out of everything. We cut him out of our hearts. Now, going back to Proverbs 4, 23, we need to guard our heart. Make sure that we keep God in our heart, okay? we got to keep that compassion and love inside of us that comes out of us through our actions because it determines the course of our life. All right? Whew. Let's have one more uh, verse, and then we'll get on going. I love this one because it kind of plays into it. Let's go to Proverbs 1, verse 7. I'm going to finish with this one on purpose, okay, after that conversation. I wasn't going to read this one, but I'm going to. All right, so this we're back to uh, Proverbs 1, verse 7, just a few pages back. I'll give you a second to turn to it. All right, now we're starting with fear of the Lord again. I wanted to end with this one, okay? Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. We talked about that earlier, about having that respect, that honor, that fear, quite frankly, of God and how powerful he is. It's the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. So earlier we talked about wisdom partly being the understanding, the knowledge of being able to accept Jesus Christ and have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and thus far you will make good decisions. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Two things. Fools, those that don't have the knowledge... They despise the wisdom. They think, they scoff at our beliefs. They scoff at our faith. They don't want to know the truth. That Jesus is life. They don't want to know that, okay? They despise it. The devil works through these fools. And I'm calling people out. If you don't understand what's happening here, in this life, what life is really about, if you think that we're just randomly born, 
live for four to a hundred years, randomly die, and that's the end? And that's everything? That's the whole meaning of life? You're a fool. Because you're despising the knowledge. You don't want the knowledge. You don't want the understanding. You don't want to believe what God is telling us in this book that we're reading. And I love the second part because this is true. That they, they despise wisdom and discipline. Think about being afraid of something, right? You're fearful of it. They're f- afraid of the truth. Now, what we do is we fear the Lord, not in the afraid sense, but in the respect and honor and humbleness sense. And with that, I respect my parents. I respect my father, both worldly and heavenly. And sometimes that comes with discipline. Sometimes that comes with correction. Sometimes that comes with kind of changing my understanding. These people of this world that don't believe, and they're rejecting Jesus Christ, they are fools, and they despise the wisdom. They don't want to know the truth, and they certainly don't want to be disciplined, because they want to live the way they want to live. Kind of goes back to a Gardner Hart conversation that we had. They just want to do whatever it is they want, because they've made themselves into God. They are idolizing themselves. Self, idolizing yourself is the quickest way to destruction because you'll, you're, one, you're never going to be fulfilled because if you idolize yourself and put yourself above all, you're going to constantly fail yourself. But if you come to this life humble, fearing the Lord, searching for knowledge, searching for understanding, trying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and living our life in love, and we'll, be, we'll gladly accept course correction when we go off, off the path, as we talked about my little analogy earlier, right? My analogy earlier about God being the tour guide of our path of life. Sometimes we get off course. Sometimes we get off the path and start wandering in the woods. And what does God do? He disciplines us and brings us back on the path. Why? We don't understand it. But you know what's out there in the woods? Let's, let's take a real analogy. Let's say you're walking in Colorado and you're, you're on a tour and you're walking through the woods and you're on a, on a path, a hiking path, and, and, and the guide tells you to stay on the path and you decide not to. What's out there? Danger, fear, bears, snakes, cliffs, all sorts of stuff that the tour guide doesn't want you to get hurt. He doesn't want you to die. He doesn't want you to you know, get too far off the path. God is our tour guide in this analogy. Weird analogy, I get it, but I, I apologize. Just kind of is coming out today. God doesn't want you to encounter the bears of life. He wants you to stay on the path that he has laid out for you, but we like to do our own thing sometimes. So sometimes he's got to correct us and put us back on the right path. But if you're a fool, and if you're not a believer, and you don't want to believe, and you're rejecting the word, you're rejecting the truth, and you're rejecting the wisdom, and of course you're not going to like the discipline. Because it's all about you. It's all about you. You think you can do this all by yourself. You don't need a tour guide. You can just walk down the path and find your way back home somehow, and that's unfortunately for you, not the truth. Okay? All right. Great word today. That was a handful of uh, proverbs there. Read some more. There's lots of good stuff in there. Uh, Don't... uh, uh, you know, don't let me stop you. All right, uh, let's uh, take a couple of questions. So if you're on here live, make sure you hit the question mark on the bottom. And you can donate to the badges as well, but all that stuff is 
uh, on the bottom there. All right, so let's uh, answer a couple of questions, and we'll go about our Monday and uh, and our week here, okay? All right, uh, I, what I like to do, for whatever reason, <clears throat> I like to uh, uh, take the top one. All right, uh, I'm just going to read the top one. Is Christian music good to listen to? Summer Day, Here to Stay. That's a great uh, Instagram name there. Is Christian music good to listen to? I personally will say absolutely. Right, some of it's poppy. Some of it is uh, not exactly biblical, uh, in, in in some form or fashion. But in reality, it's trying. Most of it, anyways, is trying to keep you in that relationship with Christ all the time. Okay. Now, certainly, the alternative, uh, like secular music, not all that's bad either. I grew up. I'm an '80s guy, '80s and '90s. I loved all the old music. I love country music. I I get it. I get flack from that. Uh, from uh, from some of you guys, that's okay. Uh, but a lot of that type of music, secular music, not all of it, but some of it, is just trying to pull you away from God. Look at that, some of the demonic stuff that's happening in some of the popular music of today. Like the Demi Lovatos and the, uh, the the other guy, I can't think of his name, Sam Smith or whatever. Like they're, they're, they're presenting in their concerts in like devil costumes and black and reds and uh, uh, right? It's trying to pull you away. At least Christian music is trying to bring you closer to Christ. I always find something good in there. Not all of it's great. Some of it's really good. Uh, some of it I like a lot. Uh, I listen to it quite often. Uh, um, but so it's it's better than the alternative. Uh, but uh, certainly, yeah, Christian music is meant to be uh, pulling you close to Christ. Uh, that includes Christian rap. Somebody just asked that question. <laughs> it's fine. I don't listen to a lot of Christian rap, but uh, uh, sure, sure. All right, let's uh, scroll through here and see what other questions that. We have. Um, all right. When Jesus comes back to judge the living and the dead, do you believe people will get a second chance, or will it be that point too late? Silver bangles is the handle on that one. Um, okay, that's a. Uh, this is something I, I, I'm probably going to have an answer that you're not going to like. It's too late. Sorry. By the time Jesus comes back, at the end of the book of Revelation, when he's coming back, he's separating the shaft from the wheat, the goats and the sheep. He's separating the the saved and the damned, to be honest with you. At that point, in that moment, it's too late. And if you haven't accepted Christ all the way through your life, if you haven't understood, if you haven't re- if you've rejected him your entire life, and then at the very end, at the very last second, now you're pleading to him to save you? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Not according to the book of Revelation. And a lot of people will bring up the thief on the cross got you know got saved at that moment. But he didn't reject Christ his entire life. That's different. He also didn't have the Bible the entire his entire life. He also didn't have everything that we're talking about. We know how this is going to end quite frankly. So yeah, he's judging us. He's separating out, but I think we if you're worried about that, you know, dive in and accept him now. Don't wait until the last minute. We have so much proof. We have so many good resources. You have a, you have a lifetime to accept Christ. I don't think you need to wait until the last second when all of a sudden now you're like, "Oh, well, I guess he's real. He's right here separating and judging me. I guess I need to accept him." I, I'm I'm sorry. That's uh it's not how I don't, I don't fully believe that's how it works. Okay? All right. Um Marissa Joy, I'm going to read yours. You look like you donated some of the badges and so you're at the top of the list of the questions right here on the on the menu. How do I choose the right church what to look for? Great question. 
the way I have always chosen churches, right? I, I've chosen some good churches and some bad churches, to be honest with you. Um, I've chosen churches that I went to because family went there, or I, I knew somebody that went there, so I, I thought I'd feel comfortable. I didn't really look at what they believed in, or a denomination, or any of that stuff. So I, I've gotten in trouble that way. What I look for now, uh, as, as an older guy uh, who, who's in touch with a little more in touch with his faith than I was when I was younger, what I look for is: Are they preaching? Are they talking out of the Bible? Are they preaching the Bible? Too many churches nowadays are preaching their own theology, their own rules and regulations, their own uh, way they want to like encourage people, right? And that, that goes for all denominations, right? I, I don't care whether you're a strict, I, I don't know, I, you know, Catholicism type of organized religion, or you're over here at Joel Osteen teaching prosperity gospel is if you make good decisions, you're going to prosper financially in some form or fashion. They're, they're, neither one of them, some on the Catholic side, I'm not trying to bash Catholicism, but I, I, what I'm trying to get you to focus on is in the middle is this. If they're not preaching from this every day, and they're not teaching you how to dive into the Bible and the lessons that are found in God's Word, that's not a church I want to be a part of. Um, so the way I choose, if I were to give you advice, and obviously you're asking, so I'm giving it to you, find a Bible that, or find a Bible, find a church that teaches out of the Bible. Find a sound doctrine, you know, it doesn't even matter what translation they're teaching out of, quite frankly, just get something that's biblically, biblically based, and that's what you need. That's what God wants, in my humble opinion, Okay. All right, let's have, uh, uh, let's have a uh, quick prayer, quick sip of coffee, a little bit longer prayer, and then we'll go about our day, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for bringing us to the, the, the book of Proverbs today. Lord, there's so much to learn in the book of Proverbs. We know that we can't lean on our understanding but yet we want to earn understanding and knowledge, and we want to earn the wisdom that you're trying to bestow upon us. So we're going to rely on you, Lord. We're going to read your words in the book of Proverbs and trust that over what we think we understand. Lord, please put people in our lives that guide us to you solely. Friends, family, that's also what I'm asking for today, Lord. Help us battle those distractions. Help us reject those things, those people, those situations in our life that pull us away from you. Instead, help us dive into your word and get closer to you through people, through music, certainly through the Bible. We need to learn what you want us to know. We want to be able to make better decisions to follow you down this path of life instead of trying to go our own way constantly. Every time we do, Lord, we know we get in trouble. So we're asking for your patience, we're asking for your guidance, and we're asking you for your strength to help us make those right decisions. We trust you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
right, guys, have a great week. Uh, and uh, try to dive in a little bit more of, of Proverbs, quite frankly. It's a great book, a lot of knowledge in there. It'll help you uh, get closer to God, understand Jesus more, even though it's in the Old Testament, I know, but it will help you, I promise you. So pick up every day and maybe read a verse or a chapter a day, and you'll knock it out pretty soon. You can read the whole book in like 30 minutes. It's fantastic. So study it, all right? That's it. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great week. Uh, I hope, uh, hope I'll see you next time. Until the next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. God bless you guys.